Hello, podcasters. What an exciting Monday. I mean, the show started off, you know. Mm, it sure did. In it a started. happy way that I don't think any broadcaster has ever really done before. Uh, I, well, I did hear almost the exact same break on Rush. <laughs> Uh, just the other day, did but you? Uh, did you? The, other than that, yeah, yeah. No, you do a different show. Yeah, uh, and this yeah. is an uplifting way to come out of the weekend. <laughs> this is yeah. uh, this is something that you've probably never heard anybody do, and mean it. You know, I'm sure people have done it in a parody sort of way, but <laughs> we meant it. You don't want to miss that. Uh, also, we have uh, uh, Swicer in today. He's fantastic. He wrote the Clinton Cash and and all of these deep state books. He's a guy who consulted NBC for a while. He was a respected journalist. And then he started writing about Democrats. And now, of course, he's an idiot. But he has a brand new documentary out. Uh, We're going to get it. Called, called uh, Riding the Dragon. You can get it right now if you're a Blaze TV supporter. Oh, I am. Yeah, yeah. so you watch it right now I on subscribe, demand. yeah. Or if you uh, haven't made that decision yet, just go to the Blaze TV's YouTube page and you'll be able to see it. Uh, episode one or chapter one is today. I'd personally rather get it all together right now. How would I do something like that? Well, you'd do that by going to Blaze TV. You want to learn more about how uh, Joe Biden is the worst when it comes to China and what his family is really all about? About blazetv.com slash big tech use the promo code big tech and uh, you will uh, save 20% so go to blazetv.com slash glenn use the promo code back no. <laughs> no. big tech is the promo you code. do it so how do we get I don't know Stu how do you get it you get it if you go to blazetv.com slash glenn and use the promo code big tech 20 bucks off your blaze subscription you get the whole documentary before anybody else uh, right now or if you want to go to YouTube, you can get it over the next week. Uh, I think the whole thing is going to be out Friday, but you can get it early uh, now. Plus, lots of other stuff, including Glenn's big show on technology that happens Wednesday. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Big Tech. I got it. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to play some audio uh, before we uh, start with Pat. I'd just like to get your opinion on this. This came Mm -hmm. to me from a listener in New York that said um, they were just they were just, um, you know, going to church and everything. They thought everything was fine Um, until the priest did this. Listen, I now invite you to stand and join in us in the prayer for racial justice by responding yes to each of the following statements. Do you support racial justice, equity, and compassion in in human relations? Yes. Yes. Do you affirm that white privilege is unfair and harmful to those who have it and to those who do not? Yes. Do you affirm that white privilege and the culture of white supremacy must be dismantled wherever it is present? I don't agree that there is that culture. Do you support racial equity, justice, and liberation for every person? Can I change your question? Yeah, no, it's Do you affirm the inherent worth and dignity of every person? Of course. Yes. yes. Therefore, from this day forward, mm-hmm. will you strive to understand more deeply the injustice and suffering white privilege and white supremacy cause? Oh, good gosh. Yes. I mean, oh, I mean will you commit no. to help transform our <laughs> church culture to one that is actively church. engaged uh, 
in seeking racial justice and, and equity for all, Change for everyone. Our church culture. Yes. Am I gonna am I gonna find another Will you church make a next effort week? To yes. Yes. All people with the same <laughs> yes. respect you okay, expect stop. to receive. This is this um, America. Wake up, Catholics! Wow, that's bad. wake up. That is a Catholic church in New York, um, and not New York City. Um, Catholic Church in New York, hmm. and this goes to remember. Remember the hell that was unleashed on me when I said, "If you have a church that talks about social justice, run for your lives." Oh yeah, and yeah. I I corrected it by saying, "I understand that Catholics have social justice from the 1800s. That doesn't mean the same thing." Mm-hmm. However. Many interpret it as the same today. And so you better know which know which social justice you're on because one is collective. That's the collective right there. And if you're in a church like that, you have got to stand up and clean out your own church or find a new one. But you are in danger. You are in danger when our churches start to preach this from the pulpit, when they won't speak out about the loss of freedom. Yeah, uh, they are on the wrong side. And just talking about this uh, from the perspective of extreme leftism, where I have to accept all the white privilege nonsense. I'm not going to. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to accept your premise. Nope. So you need to change the question a little bit. Do I want to anybody to suffer prejudice or no. discrimination? Absolutely not. No, I Will don't. I work for the rest of my life to make sure that we are fair. Yes. And we are we are equal. Yes. yes. Not equal in ending. Not equal as as my sin is my father's sin and is your sin. No, right. no, right. I'm not equal in, in that. I didn't I didn't have slaves. I I would and hope. neither for that matter did any of my ancestors. Neither did any of my ancestors or yours. Either. My yeah. ancestors fought on for the North to end slavery. One mm-hmm. died, and one never recovered from it. I mean, hello. Yeah, it's. But I, you're you're white, so you're responsible yeah, for it. Yeah, it's just, that it's is legitimately a, that's what they're saying. What that's they're the saying? kind of racism that's being oh no, but, jammed down our throats right oh, now. But, but there's there's uh, there's more. Um, here's a DC rioter, uh, talking about what he's ready to do for the police and to the white house mm-hmm. and to Congress. Listen to this. I'm at the point where I'm ready to put these police in a grave. Mm. I'm at the point where I want to burn the white house down. Burn oh. the white house down. Huh. British did that in 1812. I want to take it to the Congress. I want to take it to the Congress. Okay. I want to take the fight to them. Ah, fight. And at the end of the day, yeah. if they ain't going to hear us, we burn them the f*** down. Okay. Is All that right. the same guy that said he was going to drag Trump out of the White House and not wait for the election? Is that the same? I don't. Because uh, there was another guy that was saying he's going to drag Trump well, out. Well, maybe you're thinking the... about Beto, uh, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Did you hear what he said this weekend? I didn't. Listen to this. All of us understand it's not up to Donald Trump or any person, any one person in this country as to whether or not the results are accepted in the election. But let's go into this eyes wide open. If this election is close, and even if Joe Biden has lawfully won both the popular vote and the electoral college vote, make no mistake, Donald Trump will do everything he can to try to create chaos and confusion about the results, and then probably seek to invalidate them with his attorney general, both of whom, Donald Trump and William Barr, 
have talked about mail-in ballots being fraudulent, though we know that the truth is 20% are, are. It is one of the safest, most secure 20, ways it's not of true. voting. 20% Donald Trump are may not accept rejected. the results, but who gives a shit? Because the rest of the country will be forced to. Mm. The rest of the country will be forced to live with the results? What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I'm. It's Beto. He probably doesn't even know what that means. But that was an interesting. I thought maybe that's yeah. what you were talking about. And mm. of course, uh, the uh, the rioter that was killed in the riots in in uh, uh, Portland, Portland this weekend. Mm-hmm. <sighs> of course, he wasn't a riot uh, rioter. There wasn't a riot. Uh, there wasn't even a fight. This was an execution of a Trump supporter. And uh, I think the audio proves it. Listen to what's being said here. Oh, this is... We can take out the trash on our own. I'm not sad a fascist died tonight. How vile is that? We can take out the trash ourselves. Now, the audio, I don't know. Do we have the audio of the actual shooting where the the, um, rioters, the Black Lives Matter people, are heard saying, we got one. We got one right here. Where? Right here. Boom. What did they have? They had two Trump supporters. As if they were hunting for Trump supporters. Yep. Found a couple right here. Found a couple right here. And then you hear the gunshots. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. This is an execution. Mm-hmm. Remember when he said this would be the summer? I've said it for the last, th- well, I said it in 16, didn't I? Mm-hmm, in probably. 16 and then uh, this year. Just took a little while. You've always said you're a little <laughs> off on timing. Yeah, I'm always off on timing. But here it is. Yeah, this is 68. This is. If not worse than 68. It, well, I haven't gotten to the political ass- assassinations yet, but I believe this is the threshold. This is the beginning of that now. We saw what happened. That that video of people going home from the White House yeah. uh, on the, Thursday Paul night. and his wife, unbelievable. Terrifying. Not Jeez. just Rand Paul. Did you watch video after video after video? Yeah. That one girl <laughs> with the you know, skull and crossbones on her, on her hat. That is just, did you see that one where she's following mm-hmm. several couples just screaming at them the whole time? I hope this wakes, uh, wakes everybody up because it's amazing to me that they thought they were going to have a, a situation where they could let people walk out of that speech and walk to hotel rooms afterward. Yeah. I know people move. are waking up in these circles because something it's not safe. really bad is going to happen one of these days. These so people are dangerous. Um, my... Uh, uh, one of my relatives has a has very good friends in New York, a lot of good friends in New York, young friends. Uh, and this person is not a Trump supporter, not a Biden supporter either, <laughs> not a Trump supporter, doesn't like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, she told me that she was online with some friends and her friends are now starting to share how to build guillotines. And they thought it was funny what was being done in mm. front of J- Jeff Bezos house. And she said, Jeez, man, uh, this is you're not making a statement here other than 
behead this guy because he's rich? When did you guys when did you guys slip into the dark side without knowing it? And the French Revolution. You're right. And that is the choice, the American Revolution or the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And what did the French Revolution lack? What was it that Thomas Paine was trying to uh, he was he was condemned here in America for the rest of his life. He was buried in a pauper's grave because he was misunderstood. He was not an atheist. He was against religion. He had a problem with organized religion. He was not an atheist, and I have his own letter to prove it. But he was not an atheist. Mm-hmm. What he said was to Ben Franklin and, uh, and uh, uh, John Adams, he wrote a letter and he said, what are you guys doing to me? What are you doing to me? I was there. I saw the miracles. I know that God exists. I'm against religion. These people are against God. I'm trying to appeal to them and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We don't need the church. But the church isn't God. This is the argument we're having right now. And people are saying you don't need God. God is bad. No, you know what? The churches have gone bad from time to time. Some of the churches are bad. Some of the churches are great. But God remains the same. And if we don't have God, we go the... I mean, I can't believe... Well, look how that revolution went. I know. I mean, not only did they kill all of the, all of the royalty, then they started killing the leaders of their own movement. Yes. Robes and they're Pierre already doing suffered this. the same... You don't fate. think that they will come after uh, after oh, the yeah. left itself? You they're already they doing it. Yep. They're already doing it. If you don't toe the line, you're a traitor. I mean, it's it's exactly the same. And uh, and I can't believe how many people have been duped by the Trojan horse. You know what the Trojan horse is in America? The real and actual plight of the black man in America. The actual plight, the actual things that are real problems. The Trojan horse is the is the uh, big bad policeman. And they're wheeling this sacrifice up. They're wheeling this thing up to us and saying, look at the poor men that have been abused by the big bad police. Inside is nothing but a death cult. You can't let that through your gates. And it's being wheeled into our churches. It's being wheeled into our communities. Schools. It's being wheeled into our schools. You cannot. It's a Trojan horse. Black Lives Matter. I'm just going to put this square up. Don't put that square up. Don't do it. Do, do all Black Lives Matter? Yes, they do. But when you say Black Lives Matter, you are endorsing Black Lives Matter Incorporated. And it is an incorporation. Look it up. It's an entity. And the biggest Trojan horse that I've ever seen. And just like everybody, if that actually happened, there had to be a bunch of people standing around going, have we checked what's inside that thing? Yeah. No, it's a gift. 
You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Peter Swiser is with us right now. How are you? Great to be here, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Great to have you, Peter. I, I tell you, I you must feel very, very alone. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know it's interesting, and I mean we've talked about this before. I mean you sometimes in in the in the past and in the present will will talk about something, and it's sort of ahead of its time. Yeah, um, we first started talking about the Bidens and China back in 2018 when I wrote a book called Secret Empires. Mm-hmm. Came here to yep. uh, Dallas and talked mm-hmm. with you. Um, you know, it got a lot of attention. We hit number one on the New York Times list, but it basically was ignored by the major media. It was yes. ignored in Washington, D.C. And part of the problem is there are other people in Washington, D.C. that have deals with the Chinese as well. Uh, but we're now at a point where uh, Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee. He wants to be president of the United States. Um, and the single biggest financial tie that his family enjoys is with the foreign government of China, not a foreign company, not an American company in China, the foreign government of China. And it seems to me that in an America where if a congressman owns $10,000 of GE stock, they have to disclose it. Yes. We should be interested in that, especially yes. when you're talking about the size and the scope of the deals that the Bidens enjoy. So to me, it's a central part of the conversation we need to be having. right. And now. it's amazing to me that. Joe Biden could say, come on, man, they're not a they're not a competitor. They're not a worry to us. And what we're talking about here in America is. A movement run by Marxists, and it's in the street crying Mm -hmm. out for a new system and a Marxist system. We know now that countries who have opposed us have infiltrated and have China in particular poured money into our universities, right? Poured money into our universities uh, and um, uh, and and have have come out and now uh, said, uh, you know, we're we're not a threat. They're pouring money into there. They're pouring money into uh, politics. And that's a Marxist quasi you know uh capitalist state it's a uh, a hybrid of private and public corporations right and nobody is tying this together nobody is saying wait a minute is joe biden part of this trojan horse you know it's a great question here's what we know glenn we know that joe biden is is essentially on an island by himself in most people in Washington, D.C. that talk about China. And I put Joe, uh, I put Barack Obama in, in a different category. Barack Obama has said China is a threat to the United States. Uh, we need to see China as a rising power that's going to challenge our interests. Those are not things that Joe Biden says. That's what's so remarkable about this. In, in the film, when you see the beginning of the film, you have sort of a collage of people left, right, it's, and center. I tell you, it is so powerful. You're hearing... Four minutes of everybody, literally everybody on all sides right. of the political aisle saying China is a threat. China is a real threat. It's the threat to our economy. It's a threat to our nation. It's a real threat. And then come on, man. Yeah. And he said it repeatedly. Yeah. I mean, there's the famous come on, man. But he has said for years, we welcome yeah. the rise of China. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we think a rising China is good for America. 
uh, he is on an island by himself. And so what we try to do with the film, Glenn, is answer the question, why? Why is Joe Biden so far on an island when it comes to this issue uh, compared to Barack Obama, compared we one of the people in the opening collage is Ben Rhodes, the, the, the former mm-hmm. national security advisor, right. saying China's a much bigger problem than Russia is. Um, the question is why? And you can look at Joe Biden's record. Um, and, you know, Joe Biden is a guy that tends to shift with the winds. We, we all have seen that in his 40 year career. But to me, there is that fundamental question of he became much more soft on Beijing when his son started getting very lucrative, exclusive deals, courtesy of the Chinese government. And you have to ask yourself, I mean, if we're worried about and talk about, as we should, you know, Wall Street fundraisers for politicians, we, we talk about big tech fundraisers for politicians, we better darn well be concerned about a foreign government making a presidential candidate's family wealthy through yes. cutout deals that they have no no qualifications to get. You know, people say that, um, you know, I think it's, what is it, 60% of those of Democrats still believe that Donald Trump was colluding with the Russians. Right. 60% still believe yeah. that. And it's proven to be false. Right. Um, this is true. And no one in the Democratic Party and many in the Republican Party. Right. Don't seem to really care all that much that there are massive amounts of money being transferred into the Biden coffers. Right. By China. Yeah. Forget collusion. This is this is, right. you know, right. This is worse. That was about collusion with Russia. That's about winning the election so you can be president. This is about just enriching yourself. Right. I mean, exactly. It's, it's even less honorable than the most dishonorable thing you could do. Well, that's exactly right. And but I think a, an important point to add to that, Glenn, and we talk about this in the film is <clears throat> this is not just the case of the Bidens getting wealthy and the Chinese, you know, kind of laughing and saying this is great. When you look at the deals that Hunter Biden did, and we go through this in the film in detail, when you look at the deals that he was involved in with the Chinese, these were private equity deals where the Chinese government financed private equity deals. Hunter Biden was on the board of the firm. His business partner was the the vice chairman of the firm. What did that firm do with all that Chinese government money? They ended up buying companies and doing commercial deals that benefited the Chinese militarily. And I don't say that loosely. What did they do? They bought a Michigan-based company called Henegas that produces precision machine tools, anti-vibration technologies. Everybody recognizes, including the federal government, it's dual use. You can use it on civilian things like like cars. You can also use it on military capabilities. His like like. Uh, you know, stealth planes, absolutely things things that we do not want people to have the ability to do. Exactly. So here you have the the sitting vice president's son involved with a Chinese funded firm and a Chinese firm that buys a machine tool company in the United States that ends up benefiting the Chinese militarily in the technology space. But it's more than that. It's it's not just that he happens to. This is a company the Chinese military wanted to acquire. Exactly. Couldn't acquire. Yes. Because of the laws. And then when Biden gets involved, all of a sudden, there's no one standing in the way. What happened to the the oversight from the United States government on that? Right. Exactly. It goes through a process called CFIUS, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, 
Well, who sits on the CFIUS board at the time? That's Joe Biden's friends. And, and you know, the Chinese are very shrewd about this. I think they, they calculated pretty early on, if we try to do these deals and we don't have the camouflage of a prominent family attached to these deals, we're going to have a very hard time getting these deals approved. So you have the Hennigas deal. You have this incredible situation. We've talked about it before, but has not been picked up by the media that one one of the things that Hunter Biden's firm does is they invest invest in a company called CGN, China General Nuclear. They invest in it. They're an anchor investor in it. And what happens about eight months after they invest in it, CGN, the same firm that now the vice president's son is part owner of, is charged by the FBI of stealing nuclear secrets in the United States. Nuclear secrets tied to small reactors that are used in in U.S. submarines. The Chinese don't have a nuclear capability with submarines, but they're a step closer now, courtesy of CGN, a firm that the vice president's son was an anchor investor in. It's, it's, it's astonishing. It's not only that, and there's not a surprise there, for the Bidens. There was no surprise there because they were charged months later. Yeah. But the vice president and his son had to have known yeah. that that firm was being investigated by the FBI for uh, divulging state secrets. Yeah, that the that firm uh, engineers connected to that firm had been spying on the United States for like 19 years. So it's not a question of was CGN a sketchy company that the FBI was looking at. They absolutely were. And as you point out, it's the charges that came eight months later. And the point is, you know, do we really think that the Bidens are naive enough to to believe that if you're going to invest in a Chinese nuclear firm, that there's not going to be a military component to it. I mean, the entire Chinese economy, especially under President Xi, is geared towards every technology being dual use, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's a new energy propulsion system. Everything is deemed to be new dual use. That is, use it for civilian purposes and for military purposes. So, so would you would you when, when we uh, come back, I want to take a one minute break and I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're prepared to do this, but I would love you to explain how the Chinese system works uh, over there, because we just we've been the people try to convince us that, oh, no, this is a good, you know, capitalist. No, it's not. Right. It's nothing like a free market. Exactly. And uh, I'd like you to go into that when we come back. There is a new video out. It came out today. Riding the dragon, the Biden's Chinese secrets. It's playing now on blaze TV dot com slash dragon. If you're not a member, make sure you use what is it? Big tech. I'm doing a big special mm-hmm. this week on uh, big tech and the election that you can't miss. It's on Wednesday night. Uh, and uh, to make sure that you, if you're not a subscriber, you have incentive to do that. It's uh, big tech is our promo code. And you'll save how much Stu? 20 percent, 20 percent, 20 percent big tech at blaze TV dot com. And you can watch uh, this great documentary rising, uh, uh, riding the dragon. Uh, it's available right now. Front page of blaze TV dot com. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And I was telling my daughter uh, last night, who uh, is much more of um, 
New Yorker, I think, than uh, the rest of the family. And uh, she was, uh, we were talking last night, and I said, you really have to watch the convention. I'm going to send you clips. Watch the convention. And she said, I don't think I need to see it, Dad. And I said, you do. I said, for the first time, I felt there was real honesty at a GOP convention, um, and not from the politicians. I don't trust the politicians when they get up and say things. I mean, from the regular people. Um, there were it reflected the American heart, not just the conservative heart, but the American heart that we're not into all of these riots. We are into helping each other. We are into real justice. We uh, we are into cleaning up the cops, um, but but also holding people accountable, helping them when they're down, helping them up, but then also holding people accountable. It was it was an amazingly diverse uh, group of people, including a ton of Democrats and even some even some social Democrats uh, were were speaking, uh, speaking up for Donald Trump last week. One of the guys who is a Democrat is one of the six mayors around the state of Minnesota that have seen their party and went, I don't recognize this anymore and are still Democrats but are are now supporting Donald Trump uh, this fall. One of them is Robert Vasilovich. I hope I have that right, Robert. Uh, he is the mayor of Eveleth, Minnesota. I hope I have that one right as well. Robert, how are you, sir? Very good this morning. It sounds like you were born here the way you pronounce those names. Ah, well, there you go. There you go. My, my, uh, my mother was... Uh, from uh spent some time in minneapolis when she was when she was little uh so maybe that's it maybe that's it so um tell me uh tell me what happened to you robert i mean you've you've always been a democrat still are right yes okay and yet you're voting for donald trump why well we've been uh, in a battle constant with constantly for a number of years with the radical environmental movement and they've seemed to take control of the Democratic Party, and every policy and platform they had is against everything we have up here. They want to take our wilderness away from us, our jobs, and Donald Trump was the only one who stepped up and said, I support mining, and he didn't stutter when he said that. Mm. And I said, this is our guy. So it's more about jobs than it is about what you're seeing in the streets of Minnesota? Jobs, number one, but the, the chaos here. You know, I haven't seen a real Democrat for 30 years like the people I grew up with and a lot of friends of ours. You know, they, they supported the working man, middle class America, and we seem to have taken a back seat to these predetermined agendas. And I really don't know what, what they're trying to do. So are you, sta- you're, are you staying a Democrat because you're hoping the party will swing back and be more like it was? And you want to continue to change it, or, or well, what? Well, uh, to me, the political party thing is, I think, might be fading out. Because right now, you can call me a Republican or a Democrat, because we're all thinking alike, Republican Party and the Democrats I know. We mm. all have the same vision for America, like our parents had. Wow. And that's that is not, hard. Robert, that is not what we're seeing on television or on the news the Democrats that I mean, my grandparents were Democrats, uh, you know, a lot of family members that I had growing up were Democrats. 
and they loved the country. They just they just saw the party as big business or the small guy. And now it is. But they both loved America and wanted it to succeed. Now, I don't see that in Democrats. And you're saying that you think that there's a lot of Democrats out there like that? There's a lot of them that think like like that now because the association with the party, you're seeing the split, the divide, not supporting the working man or the middle class. And the middle class built this country and actually supports the whole world. A great, strong America economically helps the whole world. And now everybody's speaking up. They kind of uh, kept their comments to themselves, but now a group of the other mayors, too, jumped on the bandwagon yeah. with me, and I was really happy for that because that's, the undercurrent, the word on the street, people are getting really upset. I mean, it's just that we're getting beat up by these environmentalists and these radicals in the party. So, so Robert, what, uh, I mean, the, five others joined you. Um, is Do you think that maybe you kind of were the, the hole in the dike, if you will, that all of a sudden it, it just started to crack apart? Um, I mean, well, is it scary to do what you just did? Well, you know, I, I just took a stand because I really feel for the young people making investment in our areas, the kids in the, in the small towns who are struggling. And I think the rest of these mayors had just had enough. They gave them enough rope. Hopefully things would come back to normal, how we perceive normal. But it's just getting worse when you have the uh, rioting, lawlessness, pe- threatening people's public safety. You know what I mean? That, that would just push it over the edge. Everybody had enough. Are you getting uh, Are you getting heat from your stands? You know, I had such a small amount of uh, negative comments. We're just getting a deluge of calls from all over the country, different mm. parts of Pennsylvania, even California, and stuff. They're glad we took the stance. I would say it's probably maybe like ninety to one. I had when wow. CNN came up here and did a story on us. They did a They did a real good story up here. And I got more complaints from some of the Democrats, liberals up here, that when I said Trump is our guy, I got more calls then than I did over this. It just goes to show you. Really? Really? Why do you you think it's because maybe the liberals weren't watching last week and they were just, like, oblivious to you? I mean, that was a pretty big deal. people People are speaking out, and I mean, the ones who are calling me are old, long-time Democrats here, and... They're looking at the candidate because they know we have uh, nothing to support our thoughts. Our thoughts have always been the area, the natural resource-based economy, and our wilderness. You know, we've kept both in check for years, and now we have people trying to take that away from us because anybody can use our wilderness. If they get their way, it'll be just a thing of privilege to be able to go up there. And you don't think Biden, I mean, Biden's always been for the working man. He's the, you know... The working class Joe is what they call him. (laughs) Are you you making a funny here? (laughs) No, I was just quoting him. You know, that's what they call me, working class Joe. And it's like, no, you call yourself that. Nobody else does. Well, I I like Donald Trump. He's not a politician, so his word means something because he's used to doing business deals. And I'm tired of these elected officials who got a for sale sign on their back. And you see what happened. All the jobs left give away everything or any advantage we had because i've seen the economic roller coaster we've been on up here in the mining business for years Hmm. well it is um 
almost shocking to talk to a politician uh, and uh, not have them toe the party line. And I, I have tremendous respect for you. And I would I would say the same thing if somebody was going the other way. I would question their common sense. But I would uh, I would respect I really respect people who don't toe the line because it's not encouraged in any way in today's society. So thank you for that, sir. No, it's uh, you got you have to take a stand sooner or later. It's it's our survival. Thank, thank you. You're exactly right. Um, uh, that is the uh, that is one of the six mayors now. The first one uh, that spoke out, and he was at the R- uh, RNC. Robert Veselovich, uh, mayor in uh, Minnesota, a Democrat, remaining a Democrat. Na, 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 na.